Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Big show today. Big show. Big show. I'm just seeing like the people flooding in right now. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that people have been waiting anxiously to uh, to join in live today. Yeah. Um, big special guest, Barry McGuire, is going to be coming in on shortly here. We're going to be getting him in. You know what I'm most excited for today? What? Tell like me. this is my new favorite thing is watching the heart race. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I was going to say, you know what I figured out yesterday is that it's not just hearts. It's also like if you share the show and um when you're interacting because i noticed as soon as kathleen shared the show yesterday she jumped up to first place so then i shared it and uh, i jumped up so yeah it's like i think it's interaction in general so yeah this is if this... you want to get in on the top fan race gotta yeah. start uh getting active yeah i was i was playing around <laughs> with it yesterday too and i was looking and like it looked like jared como um sent us a gift and it had like a monetary value if he sends like a hundred of them it's worth a dollar <laughs> <laughs> so thank you uh thank you jared for the penny <laughs> <laughs> those don't even exist anymore <laughs> we're, we're making it big now we're monetizing this stuff <laughs> but then no it's, it's really cool and and we talked about this this whole heart race because it's uh you know you click the hearts and you share the stuff and what it does is that you know on the rankings it 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 shows it higher on the rankings so that when someone searches real estate investing and they're interested, you know, that that pops up. So yeah. it's it's pretty sweet. And we appreciate the the support. Yeah. Um so many people on already saying good morning. Al, so excited for the show and today's giveaway. Yes, yes. <clears throat> it's gonna be a big one. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Janet, Ryan, <clears throat> Tyson, Robbie. Yeah. Um, so we'll be getting Barry on in here uh, real quick. Is there anything you wanted to start off with? What do you got going on today? Oh, why don't ask me that. Okay, fine. Too too soon. Too soon? <laughs> I really don't know. I have no clue if we're being completely honest. This week's been absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's uh we've been very, very reactive and not proactive. I know. We need to start implementing like a Sunday, Sunday evening, get our poop in a group. Yeah. You love that term, right? Yeah. I mean <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and it's not, like I, I think about it sometimes. Like, oh, maybe I should just, uh, maybe I should just like at the end of the day do a debrief and then just think about all the things that I did and tidy it up nicely, and then I know what I'm doing the next day. But then I've tried doing that before, and it stresses me out big time because I think about all the stuff I didn't finish, and that my yeah. day tomorrow is going to be garbage. So actually, it's better that I don't think about it so that I can actually enjoy my evening Fair because. Enough, yeah. Because it, what it does is it affects my time with you. It affects my time with Everly. I can't relax. I can't sleep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is kind of better to hide it and then <laughs> make it to sweep, sweep it, it under, under the, the rug. rug. <laughs> Tomorrow's problem. <laughs> this is not professional advice, you guys. <laughs> it well, yeah. You you do what's best for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So yeah, today we have the one and only Barry McGuire joining us on the show. Super excited. We've been teasing you guys that there's a big giveaway and it is amazing. I'm so excited for whoever wins this, but we're going to make you work for it. Mm -hmm. Is Good that Barry we have? I think we have. Barry, are you there? <laughs> I am somewhere. 
<laughs> you have joined the show. Welcome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. This is uh, my time of day. So, uh, yes, you know, I love being here at this time of day. I've been up for, well, not, probably not as long as you guys, but I've, I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember when we first, um, when we first started doing some deals and going to meet you, and you're like, "Yeah, can you come in at six a.m.?" <laughs> and Wayne's like, "Actually, yes, <laughs> I can come in before work." <laughs> Speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, you guys, one of one of the few who take me up on that offer. I like to do yeah. that when people are giving me a bit of a hard time about when they can come and when they can. I go, you know, how six, how six a.m. for you? Yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Yeah, when I was uh, when I was thinking about asking you to come on the show, um, I, I knew you wouldn't have a problem with six a.m. I, I actually figured it would probably be actually more convenient for you compared to everyone else. They're all like six a.m. Man, come on, come on. <laughs> well, what are we going to do today, you guys? What are we going to What are we going to talk about? I I, I want to talk about getting creative in real estate. Um, oh. You know, you know me. This is this is my favorite. This is my jam. I love I love thinking outside the box. I love problem solving. And I mean, you taught me everything I know for that. So, I mean, you're the perfect person to have on to, to get deep into this and, and um, to, I think to blow some minds for, for our listeners. All right. <laughs> well, um, creative. Yeah. Well, I know how much you love to introduce yourself at the beginning though. I know how important that is to you. So, you know, maybe a quick introduction <laughs> of who you are and, and, uh, well, and then we'll get started. Sure. Uh, well, apart from my name of Barry McGuire that everyone already knows, uh, I'm a, I'm a real estate lawyer located in Edmonton, Alberta. I've been, I've been at the real estate game for, God, I hate to say it, 45 years. <laughs> um, bought my first property in 1960, when was it? Can't remember. When I was going to law school, 1971. <laughs> doubled my money in uh in two and a half years and um you know i've i've been hooked ever since so I, I would say in about the last 15 years through my association with the real estate investment network uh helping them add to their suite of things they teach you know they're a buy and hold group and they wanted to step into the creative real estate space so so I got involved and, and helped them there. And so I would say at least for the last 15 years, my practice is largely creative real estate. So I help people all across Canada buy property anywhere in Alberta. I'm licensed to practice in Alberta. So although I talk to people all across Canada, if they have a deal, I can only help them if it's in Alberta. But uh, you know, on the creative real estate side, what that means is, although we love buy and hold, and I my wife, Donna, and I have a portfolio that is, I, I would say, three quarters buy and hold. Uh, you know, folks run out of money. They have difficulties in other ways. They want to buy more property and they can't, so they have to get creative. Mm -hmm. And creative means buying properties using strategies like the, uh, the agreement for sale, uh, rent to own, sometimes called lease options, uh, fix and flip in, in its various iterations. Uh, wholesaling, sometimes called assignments, and then joint ventures as they apply to all of those strategies. Plus, I guess, fitting together the various strategies uh, so that you're not just using one, you might be using two or three on the same deal. So that's kind of a definition of what 
creative real estate means. And with that extremely broad brushstroke, then, then it's getting into the, you know, the nitty gritty and the details of how you put together those deals and what they mean mm -hmm. and how you figure all that out. So, so that's, uh, I guess that's what I do on the legal side. Um, what else do I do? I've got a big backyard. I make lots of jam from stuff in my yard and stuff in the ravine. And I play hockey twice a week with other old farts like me. And, um, you know, I help the young students at our firm mentor and mentor them and market. And uh, I recently moved over to Field Law, which is a three office kind of 120 lawyer firm, Edmonton, Calgary, Yellowknife from RMLO Law, which was three lawyers, uh, where I'd been for 30 years. And I'm really enjoying my life at Field. They're a big, very collegial uh, firm, not a stick-up-the-ass big firm, although that some downtown <laughs> firms are. Um, for example, let me give you an example. We ran a contest uh, where their Field provided pictures of tattoos on the arms and bodies of various fielders, as we call ourselves. Really? Oh, and the, the, the object was, who is that? Who's that tat? <laughs> Who's that tat was the name of the contest. That's amazing. And there were, there were I mean, there were 10 or a dozen. Uh, so, I mean, I, I thought that was indicative of, of what the firm's like. So I'm really happy there, doing yeah. lots of creative Barry, real estate. Love to talk you, about it. Do you have any tattoos, Barry? I have no tattoos. So I wasn't in the contest. You weren't featured. Okay. You know what? I have no desire to get a tattoo. I don't know why. It's just not, not, that, yeah. not calling oh, to me somehow. I always assumed you had just had a big skull and crossbones across your chest. I just. <laughs> That's a okay, Wayne. I could go for that. I could yeah. go for that. <laughs> you just sold them. Yeah. 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 I'll do that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've loved uh, the transition to field law as well. I mean, because not just, you know, for, for, for the work that you do, but as well, because I've used all the other lawyers. I've used a bunch of different lawyers on the corporate side and, and, and like all different kinds. I think I've met maybe three or four lawyers now through field yeah. and they've all been like amazing. So, yeah. um, and nothing, nothing but good things to say about field. Well, that's, that's good. It's a, it's very comforting for me because at this stage of my career, uh, I get, I, I spend <laughs> a lot of my time saying, hi Wayne, uh, you know, good to talk to you. What's, uh, what's, what's your issue for today? Oh, patents, <laughs> oh, litigation, oh, uh, you know, if it isn't creative real estate, then I'm yeah. so happy to be able to say, I've got just the person to help you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've always got something going on with legal yes, <laughs> or some do. new invention. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, one thing that um, I don't think you mentioned in your introduction was um, more on the kind of the community that you've built surrounding mm. creative real estate investing. You know, not only there's an you built an online community on, you know, Facebook, there's a there's a couple of groups. It's but also so like, much. Yeah. And all of the courses online. that you're holding as well. So do you want to touch on that a bit? Sure. Let's, let's talk about that. Uh, so on the, on the creative side of things, um, people would call me up and say, Barry, I need to know about this. And I'd go, okay. And so we consult and, and it would take hours and hours and hours to get somebody up to speed on and say, how does a rent to own work? And what mm -hmm. documents do you need? And what issues do you have to face? And, 
And so uh, I guess about 15 years ago, my wife Donna and I said, okay, we got to do something better and different than this. So we've created something called um, Focus Workshops. And those are uh, events that are usually at least a day, sometimes two days, where we get, um, we get folks who want to learn about creative real estate in a room. We typically feed them a really solid breakfast, uh, make sure that it's a great room set up for networking, feed them lunch, two great coffee breaks with more than just coffee, and experts along to talk to them about uh, about the particular bit of creative real estate that we that we want to teach them about. And um, of course, Wayne and Gabby, you guys are are part of the focus team, and you've helped me out a whole bunch of times, which I really have appreciated. Um, so those were in the beginning live events and, and we do them for all of the creative real estate strategies and that, uh, and, and I love those. I, I, there's nothing I like doing more in the whole wide world than getting a group of really interested people together in a room and talking real estate for, uh, you know, for a couple of days. Yeah. Now, folks, I have to tell you a story here. I think this is, this is great. So. <laughs> When, when, um, when Wayne is helping us out uh, as, part of the, as part of the focus team, Wayne or Gabby, but mainly Wayne, because this is his story. Uh, so we, one of the things we do that, you, that I think is different is that if you have a question, we don't say, can you just hold that till the end? Or can you wait till noon? Or we answer the questions right now. So we answer questions all day long. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I really have to work hard to keep people on track because we get down rabbit holes that you wouldn't believe all good, yeah, all good. Yeah. And so we, we do our event, we get to the end of the day and at five o'clock we say, okay, that is the finish of the formal presentation. <laughs> now, as you know, our promise is that we're not leaving till all your questions are answered. Every question. So it's five o'clock, it's the second day, or maybe the end of the first day, and people have been working hard since eight in the morning. Yeah. And then the questions, more questions show up. They've been asking questions all day. So there's more questions, and we sometimes stay, you know, till 6.30 or 7 o'clock answering the rest of the questions. Yeah, because the questions I, create more questions, right? <laughs> and they do. They do, or some people have questions that nobody else would answer that they're ready, and they're so yeah. polite, like Wayne, and he, <laughs> at the end, I say, okay, have we answered everybody's questions? And, and everybody looks at me, and they go, yeah, we're good. And then Wayne says, just a sec, and he reaches in his pocket, and he pulls out his list of questions <laughs> that he's got, and then we answer all Wayne's questions for another half hour or so. <laughs> And then we go off to the local pub and, and, and yeah. we usually talk real estate for the rest of the night. So <laughs> it's the best. So those the best. focus workshops, Wayne, are, and Gabby, I mean, you guys have been to a few of them. I mean, yeah. lots of them actually. Are they not just, are they not just the best learning the best. environment? They really are. Yeah. yeah. They are. And it's really cool. Um, you know, like you said, we've been to many of them. So, you know, like once we got really comfortable with the strategies, it's really cool to then be on the other end of it, you know, not, not only helping, but also seeing those light bulb moments go off where yeah. people are mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> like, yes. I had no clue you could do that. Yeah. Like those, those moments, like you must just love that. 
Well, I, I, I do. I do love that. I, um, I recall one, uh, one husband and wife who were, who were at one of our events, experienced, yeah. experienced investors who usually employ the, uh, the fix and flip strategy, but we were talking to them about agreements for sale, which is a, a form of seller financing. And when we got to that, it was kind of mid-afternoon and we got to that and I wasn't even all the way through the presentation and they, uh, they got up and said, Barry, sorry, we got to go. And what they did was they went home and went into their waste paper basket and pulled out all of these marketing contacts that they'd received <laughs> that didn't fit with fix and flip, but they went, these are all agreement for sale opportunities that we didn't even know existed. And so they, they did about, he did about 10 agreements for sale in the next couple of months. And, you know, to see somebody wow. like that, I mean, it's great for people who are just learning to have the light bulb yeah. moments, but when, when an experienced investor goes, Oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 Oh, something's wrong with my mic here. Can hear you yeah, fine. Oh, okay. Are you good? Oh, sorry. My, yeah. my mic just uh, fell down a little bit. Um, okay. Yes. No, so one thing I like about that is that it's all about, like all of these different strategies are all different tools that can be applied to different situations. So like you said, they had all these things that they threw in the wastebasket. They're like, oh, I can't flip that. I can't flip that. Those numbers don't work. But when you can re when you can look at each thing that comes across your desk and be like, what tool in my creative investing tool belt do I have that I could apply this to all of a sudden all of these opportunities open up it's like could this be a fix and flip could it be an AFS could I joint venture this could yeah. I burr it could I like all of a sudden there's all these opportunities where before you might have just been single-minded on you know like I'm by I'm doing buy and holds and mm -hmm. that's all or I'm doing fix and flips and that's all it's like this whole world opens up and that's what happened for us Absolutely. Yeah. And I also like to extend on that. I feel like there's, there's, there's a little bit, I see some people take the course and then they try and they're like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. But as soon as they get their first deal, suddenly, I don't know, it's just like, and then they get a bunch of deals. You know what I mean? It's that belief yeah. that it is possible. And mm -hmm. then it just, it light, I don't know, something switches in their head. And then suddenly, you know, for some reason, just, it, it just explodes and they start getting more deals. So, um, and I mean, you talk about that a lot. I mean, the one damn deal concept, right? So it's exactly, Gabby, what you said, what you said, Wayne, and we say this in our focus workshops and anytime we talk to people all the time, if you understand the strategy, you will recognize the opportunity. Yes. And, and so that's where, that's where education is, is so important. I mean, it's this, this kind of stuff, not very many other people are doing it except, you know, folks like you and folks like us. And, and so if you understand the strategy and recognize an opportunity, then you will do that one damn deal, which is so important to break the ice and get and get anybody going yeah. on their creative uh, real estate investing career. So, yeah. And people, there are tons of opportunities. You have no idea. <laughs> and I can see people that are watching in all different cities. I'm telling you in my city, there's not many people doing it. There's not. Yeah. And, and, like I'm pretty sure in your city as well, like you, you might have one or two people for competition. Like there is so many opportunities, not, I don't like using the word opportunities, but more so, but there's so many people that to be helped, 
that need solutions. That need solutions. There's so many problems out there that, that that people don't have solutions for, and you could be that solution provider, and you can build a portfolio off of that. It's but you gotta you know you gotta get the education. You gotta roll, you gotta roll up your sleeves. Yep. And uh, the- we got a little bit of feedback from your end, Barry. Nope. Okay. I'm not doing anything different. I'm hoping I'm just. How is it now, Wayne? Uh, yeah, we got some static coming through on your end. I wonder what I should do. I'm just sitting in my chair. Uh, I got my pod, my earbuds in. Hmm. Uh, maybe try hopping out and hopping back in, and uh, maybe it'll resolve the issue. Okay. Do oh, that. no, you're 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 yeah, you're, clear. you're good. That's good now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Not sure what that was. Um, I don't know what that yeah. was. As I was saying, like you have no idea how much opportunities there are, um, but you do have to get the education. I, unfortunately, um, I do get a lot of people that reach out to me, and you know they see, you know, a podcast that I did, or they saw that I was on, you know, they saw me speaking on one of your Facebook lives on on your Facebook group, and they tell me how to do a rent own, or tell me how to do an agreement for sale. And yeah. my first question is, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you out. We can go a little bit deeper, but have you taken a course? No, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I highly recommend you take a course first. No, no, no. You just tell me how to do it. Tell me how you find the deals and and uh, you just give me yeah. the paperwork and we'll be all good. And and to be honest, I, I unfortunately, I have to tell those people, I, 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 I will not. Because what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to go out there and do it wrong. Because yeah. um, in most cases, uh on the other end of those deals is someone who has a problem. Sometimes they're in distress. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's, they've lost their job. They need to move. Um, you know, they're, or on the other side, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get into home ownership and they're relying on you to have um, a solid product that's going to help them into home ownership. So by enabling someone to do it incorrectly, um, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm the problem for that. So make sure you take education. Make sure you take a course. Barry's got course. I mean, there's other courses. Barry's got the best course. I'll just tell you that. 1,000%. 1,000%. Well, uh, you know, so there's a few things coming out of that. So while, while I was waxing rhapsodic, I, I just throw those over for you, Wayne. Waxing rhapsodic. <laughs> yeah, Wayne and I just looked at each other like, what? I, I'm going to have to Google <laughs> that one afterwards. <laughs> About how much I like doing those courses live. Yes, we, you know, we we do live courses with COVID. We haven't been doing them because nobody's really comfortable, and we're not. But we have uh, we have turned our our live courses into great home study kits. They're professionally edited. Mm-hmm. There's all the material. Uh, you you get everything that you would get at a live event. Um, you know, minus the networking. So mm-hmm. um, those. Those home study kits are available on barrymaguire.ca, and they they're really good. They're really good. Um, I I really I guess what's the word? I know exactly what you're talking about, Wayne. When people call you up and say, "I just want to learn how to do a rent home," I, yeah. you better take some education. Well, I don't want to do that. I I get those same questions, and as soon as somebody says that, the 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 depth of knowledge that you need to have and the education that you need to have to successfully implement strategies. It's kind of running through the back of my mind as I'm talking to somebody saying, 
So what is it you do for a living? Oh, you're a teacher or you're a plumber or you're a, a, you know, a tech at a cable company. So did you just like start doing that the first day on the job or did you have to go to school and get a whole whack of education Mm -hmm. before you could do anything? And they go, oh yeah, well really. But, but still people often would really like to dive right into it. I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? They want to dive right in and But you can't dive in. You got to get some education. And folks, anybody who's listening, that's up to you. If you want to do it right, get some education. If you want to stumble and bumble and be frustrated and potentially not help the people that you want to help, then then don't get your education. Kind of your call. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else goes along with that? So that the the result of doing a whole bunch of those live uh, focus workshops is that we have an ongoing student group. So anybody who's taken one of our courses ends up uh, in our private student group of about, I think it's about 500 people now. And Mm -hmm. it is the most supportive, useful group in the whole world. I mean, if if as a student, you come up with a question or you need some help and you post it in the student group, uh, you know what? As the supervising lawyer, I look at those and go, okay, uh, if I just give this 10 minutes, there'll be five really yeah. great answers. Yep. And yep. Is that not right? Uh, is it oh, not a very supportive group? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they're it, excellent. Uh, and, and I like it because it's it, well, it's not always just a, a simple answer either. You get a lot of different perspectives from a lot of smart people, and they all yeah. have a different way of looking at it because it, it, when you get creative, it, it does get a little more complicated and complex. And uh, so I, I love it. I, I love you know, I love even during the courses, you know, you can ask a question and, you know, Neil Taniguchi and Andrea uh, Workington and myself be up on stage and all three of us will have a different answer. Yeah, different, different <laughs> we all do it a completely different way and we don't hate yes. each other. We don't we don't butt heads, but we all no. do it a different way. And there's so many different ways to, to, to go about to it. Do that. I like it. It's uh, that part of that particular comment. It continues to, to amaze me because when I teach, uh, I teach from a particular perspective and I, I know some examples for all the situations we talk about but what it continues to astound me is that people take the basic education and the basic concepts and principles and as you say you and Neil and Andrea all apply your own spin to the basic principles to come up with a win-win solution for a particular problem and I keep going wow wow I never thought of that I never thought of that and yep. yeah so that's uh, uh, that is what creative real estate and, and being educated about creative real estate does is it gives you the, the insights to look at things differently and apply your knowledge to different fact situations and come up with different solutions. It's endlessly creative, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I continue to have long lists of questions after every event. It's, I haven't <laughs> learned everything. I'm continuously learning. I have new yeah. questions. Yeah. And new, no. uh, it's, <laughs> new ways to it's, grow. Uh, and, and, uh, so then the, this is a long answer to your question, Gabby, but we're still answering it. Um, the, so we have our, uh, our group of students, anybody who's taken a course, whether live or home study kit as part of the student group. But we also do the, the kind of public Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education Facebook group, which yeah. meets every Monday with uh, Wayne and Gabby's assistance. Uh, Mondays at 5 p.m. Mountain, we do the the Monday main event and, and that group is, that's anybody who wants to listen and we, we get experts on and once a week we talk for an hour 
about yeah. uh, creative real estate things and, and issues surrounding creative real estate. Like, I mean, when we've had insurance guys on and tax guys on and finance guys on, and those are people that support the uh, various creative real estate strategies and, and are people and things that you need to know about. So that's the other, that's the other group that we do that, uh, I don't know, it's got a couple of thousand members that we've yep. created in, I don't know, a year and a half. And that's a really good group. I love that. It's my favorite one. It's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to get too far into, um, you know, the advanced parts of these different strategies, but do you want to maybe give a surface level um, introduction to some of the strategies that you teach uh, creative strategies? Sure. We can do that. Uh well, let's start with uh, let's start with rent to own, rent mm-hmm. to own, otherwise properly known as lease options. A rent to own is a, a situation where a person, a family, want to buy a home. They want to be homeowners. They can't do it for various reasons. They haven't saved enough uh, down payment. Um, they they're having difficulty qualifying for a mortgage for various reasons. Is really, I mean, if they if they had a down payment and they could qualify, they'd go, they'd go buy a property. But they either they don't have one of those two things, and for you have to. But they're just desperate to be homeowners. They're desperate to be homeowners. So, yeah. rent to own is a circumstance where we, as creative real estate investors, find someone to help who wants to be a homeowner but can't for various reasons right now. We look at their situation. We we try and figure out whether or not. The problem that's preventing them from being a homeowner now is a solvable problem because lots of people want to be homeowners and they have problems that can't be solved and it's going to be very difficult for them to be homeowners. But if you can find someone who has that burning desire to be a homeowner and if they've got a solvable problem, then as creative real estate investors, what we do is we help these people uh, buy a home and solve their problem over you know, two, three, four years typically. So that yeah. at the end of the two, three, four years, they've solved the problem. They can get their own new mortgage and they can buy a property. In the meantime, they're in their dream home. And uh, on our end, as creative real estate investors, uh, we uh, we make a profit on how we can help them. The, I'm not going to go into how the profits are, are figured or done, but it can be, um, rent to own can be, uh, can be wonderful. It's can be a great profit center for, for investors. Uh, it's a win-win, which we always talk about. Win-win, I was about. just about to win-win. say, win-win. Yes. Just as, a, as an aside, folks, that is a central feature, a central uh, thing with Motto. our creative real estate program yeah. that it has to be win-win. Got to be win-win. We do not beat people up. We we do not take advantage. And the rent-to-own space has, over the years, been a space where uh, blackguard, nasty investors find someone mm-hmm. who's desperate to buy a home, and they collect a $10,000 option payment from them, knowing that this person will never, ever be able to qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. And then when they can't, they kick them out of the house and move on to the next poor sod. So mm-hmm. we do not do things like that. We, we are always into, um, we're always into helping people. I mean, because it's the right thing to do and because we know that by helping other people and never taking advantage of them, you can help yourself. And, and that is just the way it works. So 
Just yeah. want to get in that you, you know, we all think the win-win part is is important. Do we not? Yes. Oh, yeah. Win-win and in, it's integrity, right? Yeah. yeah. Integrity. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's a little bit on the rent-to-own side. An agreement for sale is a um, particular strategy where uh, you as an investor are looking to buy a property from a seller where you can't get a mortgage or you don't want to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And the seller is prepared to be your bank. So uh, in, a, in an agreement for sale scenario, title remains in the seller's name. You negotiate with the seller for what kind of payments you're going to make them. And uh, typically you have a, a term of a little bit longer than a rent to own. We like to see people get at least a four-year term and have a, the ability to renew. Because at the end of an agreement for sale, the seller wants to be paid. He doesn't want to be your bank anymore. He wants you to pay him out. So sometimes that takes a little bit longer to organize from your end as the investor. Uh, agreements for sale work best in flat to negative markets. So they work pretty well in Alberta and Saskatchewan or uh, other Western provinces particularly. They don't work as well in hot markets because in hot markets, sellers can sell to anybody yeah. usually. And so they're not interested in being your bank. Yeah. So that's a little bit on agreements for sale. Um, Wholesaling or assignments are scenarios where you find an undervalued property. You get that property under contract and then you, you sell that contract to an ultimate buyer who wants to actually own the property. And you make a profit between the under market value that you acquired it at and the extra money that some ultimate buyer will pay you, uh, that's around the full market value. That's a great uh, strategy for getting started out for new investors. True, true, because uh, it doesn't involve you having to come up with um, very much money. It involves you digging to find undervalued uh, properties. Mm-hmm. And part of our training on the win-win side of things, uh, and I know... I know, Wayne, when you talk about what you and Gabby like to do, creating trust is a big factor in having people say yes to your proposition. Of course. Uh, Does that apply in rent-to-own, do you think, as well? That applies to rent-to-own, joint ventures, (laughs) (laughs) wholesale, everything. I mean, every aspect of real estate is built around trust. Life in general. Life in general. If people don't trust you, they're not going to do business with you. So um, trust is super important. Yeah, and I see this all the time on the uh, on the creative side of things. Um, so, as a creative investor, you find a situation, you start talking to uh, to an owner, and you put forward a proposition that the that the homeowner likes, and then they go talk to their lawyer, and the lawyer goes, "Oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, never <laughs> never heard of that before, or this sounds like a scam to me, or any kinds of things that lawyers say." when they don't understand or where they're doing what some lawyers do, which is, well, if I, if I say no to this, I can't get myself in any trouble. So there's a lot of lawyers who right. take, yeah. take the no position as a, as a first position, yeah. not looking to help their client. But then uh, after that client has been to the lawyer to get the advice of, I shouldn't do the deal with Wayne and Gabby, yeah. uh, because you built up trust, what do those people say when they come back to you? What do they say? Uh, who else can I, do you have any other recommendations for lawyers? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. And 
and I want to do the deal with you because I trust you. Yes. Yeah. And those deals often get done in the face of don't do this from the person's right. lawyer because you've created trust. And that's all part of the win-win philosophy that, um, that we, we know is so important and, and that really runs through the, the um, creative investment careers of all successful creative investors. Creating yeah. trust and always playing for win-win leads to successful deals and recommendations from that person that you helped uh, to help other people, which is yeah. really wonderful as well. Barry, do you have any idea how many recommendations I've gotten from joint venture partners, from people I've done agreement mm -hmm. for sales with that have turned into other deals? And like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I never would have thought, you know, hey, you did this deal over here. This person said this, you know, I'm interested in something like that. Oh, that didn't work out. Maybe we should do a joint venture. Like yeah. it just. Will you buy my house? <laughs> will you buy my house? Uh, will you buy yeah. my house? I mean, heck, even I remember my first agreement for sale deal came from a guy in the in the in the hockey locker room. Yeah, uh, you know, because he heard about this over here, and he heard. So it's, you know, uh, if you do good business and and you're an honorable person and you help people, um, I. They'll, it, they'll start flowing. Oh, it just flows towards you. It's unbelievable. It's 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 the most yeah. beautiful thing. <laughs> it is the most beautiful thing, and and some folks find that they find that hard to believe. They need to actually do it and and see it in operation. That that uh, you can you can do well by doing good. You really you really really can. It it's an immutable yeah. principle. And if you treat people decently, if you create trust, if you play for win win, if you never beat people up. Uh, first off, you feel good. Anybody yeah. who lives their life like that is not is not uh, living in the shadows and not uh, putting on a facade of you know I'm a good guy, but really I'm looking to steal your house from you. Yeah. So you feel good about it. You help people. Workflows. Um, it's just it's just works, folks. Let me tell you, win win and not beating people up is a wonderful wonderful way to to live your life. And to have mm -hmm. a successful creative real estate investing career. Yeah. Immutable. I'm writing that one down too. Barry loves to give me nice new words. He's always building my vocabulary. <laughs> Immutable. I'm going to have to add that one in there too. Don't forget about I, waxing I I already looked it up, Barry. Uh, okay. Good. Waxing rhapsodic. What's, yeah. what, what is the definition of waxing rhapsodic? So it means to speak or write about something with an infusively enthusiastic or ecstatic expression of feeling. Wow, they just had to use even you yeah, know, even the, more big words. <laughs> <laughs> I, loved your words. I, I got the I, gist of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what they meant. Oh, yeah, I got to be careful with that one using that yeah. in public. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, we covered rent to own. We covered agreements for sales. We covered assignments and wholesaling. What's left? What do we uh, uh, fix, fix and, and flip. flip, and then joint yeah. ventures? Fix yes. and flip and joint ventures. So. Uh, I think, you know, we love fix and flip. Um, one of the reasons I love fix and flip is different strategies uh, kind of apply differently uh, in different places. Not all strategies apply everywhere the same, but fix and flip is one. I don't care whether you're in here or Dallas or London or Paris or Auckland. Mm -hmm. You can walk into a bar and, and sit down next to someone and the guy says, so what are you up to, mate? Say, so, well, I'm uh, just finishing a fix and flip. And, yep. and the guy will say, oh, yeah, me too. Or my friend is doing it. Or, yeah, that's very popular where, where we live. So fix and flip, which is the 
which is the process of finding a property uh, under value, hopefully under value, finding a property that is under the value of other properties in the area if you add some hard work to the property. Mm -hmm. You find a property, you fix what needs to be fixed and add value to the property, and then you do something with it at the end. The flip part is you sell it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and you make money based on what they call the ARV, the after repaired value, the AR <laughs> ARV. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so there's, there's a value that you will achieve by, by fixing whatever needs to be fixed. You subtract the cost of the property and the cost of the renovations that you did. And, and there's a chunk of money to put in your pocket. So that is the basic fix and flip. There are, are different versions of it. There are different ways to finance it. There's a lot of stuff to learn about how to do it successfully, but that is the fourth strategy the fix yeah. and flip strategy and then joint ventures as they apply to all of these different strategies. So okay. let's say we're doing a rent to own. We're doing a rent to own. We have found a, a wonderful candidate, tenant buyer. They've got a problem they can solve in three years. In the three years, they're going to be able to buy a house. Uh, it's time for them to buy their dream home. So you send them out with, with your realtor that understands rent to own uh, and they can go look for a house that fits the parameters of who they are and who you are. Mm -hmm. They find the dream home, and now it's time to buy the dream home. But you, as the uh, as the rent to own creative investor, don't have any money. You don't yeah. have any money. You you can't buy that house. But you can go find somebody who has money. They will buy the house that will be the subject of this rent to own. You and the money person, we'll call them, uh, are going to do a joint venture between yourselves. So you've got your your, your tenant buyer who's going to buy the property, uh, you who set up the deal, and your uh, your money partner who is in a position to actually buy the home. So there's a joint venture that you do. Yeah. Uh, anytime you need money in, for any of these strategies, you can find, uh, if you can find somebody with money, you can apply the strategy. Yep. So that's kind of how joint ventures work in creative real estate. And there, they, there's all different permutations and combinations of, of uh, how you fit together the various strategies with the various people. Yeah. Well, obviously, we just did um, a big segment on joint venture structures recently in your uh, mm -hmm. creative real estate education group. And um, yeah, there's so many different ways you can put it together. As long as someone is bringing something to the table, um, you know, they may be entitled to a share of the profits. So um, it's not just one standard way of one person brings money and one person brings a deal. There's lots of different cool ways you can structure it. It's all negotiable. Um, yeah. and it's a great way to grow your portfolio faster than just trying to do, do it all on your own. Yes. Yeah. And then I guess the last piece of talking about the various strategies is how you can do what we call creative combinations. My favorite. So, Favorite. Well, why don't, Wayne, why don't you tell us about creative combinations? You tell us. Well, what you do is you take one creative combination and you mix it with another or all of them. <laughs> and you mix them together and you make a super deal, a super creative deal. There's, Give us an example. Well, I mean, Barry just used one or an example of rent to own where with you don't have the cash. So you bring in a joint venture partner to bring in the cash and the qualifications for the mortgage. But and, what's your favorite? 
Oh, favorite? Peanut butter and jelly? Peanut butter and jelly. Agreement for sale and rent to own. That's, oh, they, they so go why, together so why does well. that work though? Well, oh, okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> Agreement for sale. Yeah. Um, you know, Barry explained it. You know, the seller holds title. They hold the, the mortgage and you make payments to them and you get all the benefits of the appreciation mortgage paid on in cash flow. Um, depending on how long you have that under contract for and how long that term is, um, say, for example, you had it for three years. What you can do is once you take possession of that property and you have all the benefits of, you know, of ownership of it. Now you can go find a tenant buyer or for rent to own who wants a lease option for three years. And then so now you've got this thing under contract for an agreement for sale for three years. Now you bought a, brought a rent to own tenant buyer in for three years. So they're going to move in and they're going to make you payments, rental payments plus option payments every month. And then they're going to close on in and around the same time that you're closing with your seller for the agreement for sale. So the rent to own tenant buyer is, you know, going to take care of all the maintenance and repairs. They're going to treat it like it's their own home. So you don't have to worry about maintenance and repair costs. You don't have to worry about vacancies because you're never going to have tenant turnover. So you have like zero expenses on this property. And they're covering all the payments. They're giving you some extra cash flow. And at the end, they're going to go get their own mortgage and close on it. They're going to send those mortgage or that the funds over to you. You're going to send your funds over to the AFS seller to close out. And you get a nice big chunk of change in the middle. So it's yeah. you don't have to put a whole lot of money in. In a lot of cases, none. A lot of cases, you can get a lot of profit up front. And you're going to make some cash flow. And you have a, a quote unquote guaranteed buyer so long as they close. Um, lined up at the end. It's, it's like I said, peanut butter and jelly. It's a terrific Yeah, sandwich. so like uh, Ryan left a comment here saying, gives you an exit strategy from the AFS, which you'll need anyways. Yep. And that's exactly it. So at the end of the agreement for sale, you either need to go get your own mortgage or sell it, or in this case, perfectly pack it up, wrap it up, tie it with a bow yeah. with a rent-to-own buyer. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, my and as, um, as you said, Wayne, often... Uh, for agreements for sale in flat to negative markets, you can acquire properties for little or no money down. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, sometimes the seller does have equity in the property, and they would uh, they'll be your bank for for the you know the three or four year term of the agreement for sale or however long it is. But yeah. uh, they would like some of their equity now, and if the seller has thirty. 30 grand worth of equity that he wants, and you don't have it, but it's but it is a good deal, and you've got a a tenant buyer lined up for a rent to own. There's the joint venture. You mm -hmm. you add a joint venture uh, to the beginning of it. Your investor puts up the thirty grand that you need. So now you've hooked together the joint venture with the agreement for sale and the RTO in a three way mm -hmm. creative combination. So right, yeah, creative <laughs> combinations, folks. Right. Oh, and you know what? You can add one more in. Uh, I found that deal. I put it all together or I found the agreement for sale and I wholesaled it to you, Barry. And then Barry, you closed the agreement for sale. You brought out a joint venture partner, found an RTO buyer and you got a four way there now. You got four yes. creative <laughs> strategies. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, hey, heck, maybe you even renovated a little bit. Get all yeah. five in there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I loves it. <laughs> Add them all in. Yeah, no. Endless, uh, uh, endless numbers of ways to put them together. 
Yes. Uh, we have two questions here. I, I want to get through them real quick um, and then do our giveaway. Giveaway. Um, because, uh, and then oh. as well, I want to give everyone an opportunity if you have any questions um, to ask some questions. I know Ambrose Better has a question here. What's that? Better speed it up. I'm talking pretty fast, aren't I? <laughs> First okay. Josh is asking, is a longer term AFS more favorable if the seller is willing? Well, I think we believe that uh, the longer term you can get on the AFS for what you think you can do, the better it is for you. So you look at the deal, uh, you say, okay, well, for whatever my exit strategy is, I think, I think a three-year would probably work. But it's always better to have a little more time because really, folks, uh, what you think will work in three years often takes another year. So yeah. um, the, the best thing to do is to get uh, a longer term AFS or the ability to, it, to extend an AFS. So if, if your original AFS, which matches up with the seller's underlying mortgage, finishes in three years, get the right to renew the mortgage the AFS for as long a term as you want to choose. So at the end of three years, if you thought you could do it and, and it looks like you can't, if your agreement says you can renew it for another three-year term, all of a sudden, all the pressure is off. So yeah. uh, you don't necessarily have to make it initially for a long, long term, but get the ability to renew to give yourself the room uh, if you need to renew. Yeah. Um, the other question is, is very similar. Is a three-year long AFS normal? It depends, just as Barry just said. Um, it depends on your exit strategy. And, and ultimately, you, the more time you have, uh, the lower the risk. And um, yeah, yeah if, if you're planning on doing a buy and hold, I mean, um, depending on what market you're in, uh, you know, you want, you might want to be in the market longer for appreciation. You might want to be in the market or you might want to have that property a little bit longer for more mortgage pay down. Um, yeah. So may I also say on that though, that what's normal is usually the length that is remaining in the seller's term of their mortgage. Right. So if they're two years into a five-year term, then they might be willing to say, okay, I'll, I'll see this term out to, you know, the end of the five years, which gives you three years. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if, you know, they could be four years in and say, I'll give you a one year and maybe you negotiate with them the option to extend an additional five years and there you have a six. So there, I don't, I wouldn't say there's a normal, but the starting point is usually what they have left in their mortgage term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right, Gabby. Um, and the reason that we we set it up like that is because you want the AFS to mature at the same time as the seller's mortgage so that you eliminate any payout penalties. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you pay it out right in the middle of the seller's mortgage, then there will be pen penalties and the seller will want you, the, in the real estate investor, to pay that. So, yes, yeah. we match up with the term of the underlying mortgage and... For sure, if it's only one year left on that mortgage, we want the ability to renew. And usually we pick another five-year term because it's pretty common. Um, overall, I know that Andrea Workington, who's very successful, focus team leader, uh, very successful investor, she believes she wants a minimum of four years yeah. uh, right at the beginning. So if there was a one-year uh, one year left on the underlying mortgage, she would want the ability to renew for a minimum of three to give her a total of four. Uh, yeah. I say if you can go for five, go for five. 
And, and then that one plus five, as Gabby said, would be six years. And that gives you lots of room. But, you know, you, you can pay them out earlier if you need to. But give mm-hmm. yourself the room to renew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to answer one last quick question. Ambrose wants to join in here. And then uh, then we'll do the giveaway. Um, Ambrose, if you are available, I'm just sent you, sent you the invite. Top of the morning, guys. Good morning to you. I just wanted to quickly ask an almost confirmation question from my end. Uh, I'm looking at doing plenty of these deals. And in my case, I'm trying to figure out how I can pay the most possible compared to other investors. Um, I find that a lot of these deals are very tight when it comes to equity positions for the seller. And in my case, what I'm looking at doing is getting a deal, even if it's a single family home, um, at 90% loan to value because I'm looking at multiple different exits. One being a value add. So by sweeting it, my exit can be possibly a rent to own for an investor if they want to add something to their portfolio, do no money down. Another strategy being potentially um, in the worst case doing a fix and flip for that. What was your opinion on having either a value add possibility to an AFS deal? Is that something that you always recommend to your clients? Um, well, Ambrose, I, give it, give us an example of what you think of value add. Give it, so give us some numbers or a deal so I can just make sure I'm understanding you. Yeah, so the deal, for instance, is a property in Glengarry. Um, the seller, the current market value of the house would be about 280000 for a single-family house. Okay. They currently um, have had the property for two years. They purchased it at three ten. Okay. They did five percent down for the deal. So obviously, if they were to sell today, they'd incur the mortgage penalty. In addition to incurring the mortgage penalty, if they went through a realtor, they'd have another five percent to pay. Yeah. So based on what they put down, the five percent, that's completely gone from one their mortgage, uh, their selling fees from their um, realtor and then the penalty on top of that basically equates to them putting 10% down. So 10% um, of what they have in the deal, assuming that they bought for 310, you're looking at uh, 30, 31K that's basically gone. So if I'm paying 90% and basically helping them with that situation and buying it at 280, I can still add value because legal suites in the area are getting an appraisal of say 420. And because I'm a contractor, I know that I can do that renovation for significantly lower. So in my case, what I'm trying to identify is opportunities where I can pay more than someone else if necessary and still get the same outcome from your professional opinion. Do you think that that is uh, a good approach with being creative and identifying these opportunities. I'm probably going to follow up with you directly, honestly, because I haven't. <laughs> so it's a bit of a complicated question. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can have my thoughts if, if, if you want. Sure, you go, go I, ahead, Wayne. I, I honestly, yes. I mean, in most cases, um, I am willing to pay a little bit more uh, or paying full market value for the opportunity that is that is created from an agreement for sale. The opportunity of some of not having to put any money down or less than twenty percent. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity of not having to qualify for a mortgage. Um, these are all and 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 Barry, you know that I, I created a uh, an AFS deal analyzer uh, a couple of years ago, and the whole intent of this deal analyzer was to 
to shine a light on the value of opportunity, not just the value that everyone looks at one dimensionally of what is the price of this property? What price did I get it at? How much does it cash flow? There is a value. Um, there's, a, there's a measurement of value um, for opportunity. And once you get an idea what that is, it will determine if this is a good deal or not. So um, one of these days, if you ever, you know, take one of the courses or if Don has ever um, given away the FS deal analyzer again, we'll be able to share that with you. But um, there, there is a value to getting to not having to put 20% down. You know what I mean? To putting zero or, or 5% down. There is a value to, you know, someone carrying a mortgage. So I'm okay in exchange paying a little bit more for that opportunity. Okay. Now I'm currently taking the AFS course. So 50% through it. Where can I find that deal analyzer? <laughs> maybe I'll give it away one of these days. I'll talk okay. to Donna and uh, maybe we'll give it away on one of the shows. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, we do have one other person calling in, but I really do want to give do this giveaway because I know. Let's do the giveaway before the before we hit seven o'clock, just in case anybody needs to drop up. For sure. This is going to turn into one of those situations where we stay on for another half an hour, Barry. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it follows us to the pub just a little early for the drinks. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's what they're serving. <laughs> um, so today I want to... What, what are we giving away, Barry? We are giving away uh, what Ambrose says he's working his way through right now, which mm -hmm. is um, one of our fabulous Agreement for Sale AFS home study kits. That's what we're giving away. That's worth just under $1,000. Wow. And that's the prize. You thought it was going to be a jar of jam, but it turns out to be. I did. When, yeah. when Wayne told me, what, yeah, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. I thought for sure we were going to be giving away some jam today. Which no. is equally e as yeah, Equally as good. Yeah, no, the jam is fabulous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the AFS Home Study Kit is the next best thing to being live in a room with all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people buy them. Everyone loves them. And so that is the gift that we're happy, happy, happy to give to, to some listener who will take it and go through it and, and become a successful real estate investor. I, I Amazing. Thank you so much. So here's how I'm thinking about doing it. Um, what we're going to do is uh, call in and you have to answer a question. And the question, I don't even know the answer to. Yeah, we're going to need Barry to uh, give a, Barry, a yep or a no. Know. <laughs> um, I want to know what year do you think do you think Barry's first focus workshop was in? Do you remember Barry? What year you did your first focus workshop? Let me just backwards things up in my mind here. Uh, take it down to there. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Courtney said her sound cut out. Did everybody else hear what we're asking? So we want you to call in and tell us what year you think Barry did his first focus workshop for okay. creative strategies. I'm just going to start allowing people to come in in order and then just say a year. And if you're right, cool. If you're wrong. And Barry, you're, you need to give the yes or no. I'll, I'll give a yes or no. And what if uh, five people get the right answer? Well, what, first one that we in. First that one. Is, yeah. Okay. So Good first enough. one, what year do you think it is? I'm going to say... 2015. Wrong. Okay, next caller. We got Ryan. Ryan. Uh, 2007. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next caller. Al Bissonette. 
He's coming in here. Waiting for Al. Oh, we're going to wait for Al. Al is here. Sorry, guys. First time calling in. Sorry, I had to go through the whole process. <laughs> long no time listener, um, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, long time, as long as this podcast has been on air, yeah? <laughs> and then some previous <laughs> uh, Real Estate Investor Dad podcast, you bet. Anyways, um, Barry started doing his podcast in 2014, so I'll guess a couple years before that in 2012. You know, get it, that's close, but it's oh, wrong as well. Oh, yeah. we're getting we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We uh, next person is Bradley. Hello, Bradley. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go with 2010. Call darn it, that's close, Bradley, but. Ooh. Not quite Hot there. <laughs> oh, we're, this is fun, eh? Hey, Barry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got Ambrose back on again. Ambrose is oh, back. I'm shooting my shot. I'm going to go with 2009. And Ambrose, that is the right number. But oh. Ambrose already has it. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, I'll, go, I'll take a red to own. I'm just saying. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I had my eye on the prize anyways. That's a pretty pretty creative, Ambrose. That hey. is pretty creative. That's that pretty creative. Not, you know, I, I'm good with I'm good with that. You know, uh, Donna will tell Donna that it's uh, gonna be rent to own rather than an agreement for sale, and that's what we'll do. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much. Congratulations, Ambrose. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Barry. That's uh yeah. Uh, we really do appreciate that, and uh, I'm sure everybody, I'm sure Ambrose appreciates it as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that's great. Yeah, Ambrose could do some really cool things uh, with uh, creative strategies. I can tell. Mm -hmm. I've had a few conversations with him. Um, you know what? We're 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 over one uh, one hour now, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say we're gonna yeah I'm gonna no more questions today. But um, if you have any questions, feel free to um, well jo join Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education Group. Yes. And if you got additional questions, um, you know, ask him or ask the group, and then you know, perhaps uh, myself or Donna, and maybe sometimes Barry will pop in there. And and I mean, ultimately, the best way you know to get your questions answered is to to take one of Barry's courses. You know, whether it be a home <laughs> study kit or. Um, an upcoming focus workshop. I know that there's talks about, but I, I saw an email yesterday that Donna's talking about 2022. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about spring of uh, 2022, which is, you know, sort of seven, seven-ish months away for a live event. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's, that's likely when the live events will start up again. Home study kits are available now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very, uh, Thank you so much for being here. Wow. Oh, it was yeah. fun. It was fun. It was a great hour. I, yeah, no, it was great. I love doing this. If we ever want to do it again, just uh, I'm always up for it, folks. I, <laughs> well, thanks, yeah. Thanks for a, having me on. Thanks a lot. Perfect time of day. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll get back and touch you on the next one. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again, Barry. All right. Talk to everybody later. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow is, wow is, yeah. is the only word that I can, that I can think of right We're now. We're honored. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was such an amazing, amazing show. Amazing show. Amazing giveaway. Congratulations, Ambrose. You're really cleaning up on the big prizes yeah. here. <laughs> Got yourself hundred dollars, uh, Starbucks gift card, a rent to own course. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and people get on, get live.
Yeah, I, I, and and you know what? I gotta uh, I gotta say congratulations to um, to Kathleen as well for winning the pony race today on the hearts. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't just, stand a chance today. Wow, she just hit the boosters <laughs> and she's just killing everybody with those yeah. hearts. So <laughs> thank you uh, so much, Kathleen. Thank you, and Tyson, else. for joining us for your first time live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, quite a few of you I see are our first time livers. So yeah. thanks for being here with us today. Barry's a super super popular guy. Yeah. And so he's got so much, so much value to, to, um, he to brought give. all you milkshakes to our yard. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank uh, you for joining us today. <laughs> yeah, see you in the morning or what, what day is it? Thursday? Oh yeah. Yeah. We got see one more day. Morning. See you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.